1: And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 L.I. News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio. Thanks for tuning in each and every week to hear about some amazing programs and initiatives going on in our schools across Long Island. And this week in our Spotlight... It's a special educational partner segment, and we're going to be talking busing. If you haven't heard by now, Well, parents should definitely be aware. There is a significant driver shortage nationwide, and it is impacting us here on Long Island. So we're going to speak with one of the longstanding and good uh, busing providers for Long Island schools, and that is Suffolk Transportation Services and Suffolk Bus Corporation. And we're pleased to be joined with Tommy Smith, who is the Vice President of School Operations and Business Development and the Director of HR for Suffolk Transportation, Ms. Monica Miranda. Tommy, we're going to start off with you. Welcome to Spotlight on Long Island schools and listen nothing new is happening in the busing industry we hear about electric buses we hear about this and driver shortages on top of it and listen you have to move four hundred and twenty thousand kids in nassau and suffolk county on an everyday basis what could possibly be interesting in the busing industry these days welcome to the show tommy how are you hi
0: thanks bob thanks for having us on so yeah the industry is not getting any easier these days you know tons of uh Regulation and new technology and mandates and unfunded mandates. So a lot ahead, a lot of, you know, a lot of items ahead of us, but really enjoyable. It's never, it's never, the day is never the same. So that's uh, never
1: a dull moment in yeah. your
0: world. I'm sure. <laughs> so that's why I like this business. It's always something different and the challenges are ongoing and it's, it's, um, it really feels like we're doing a lot for Long Island and this and the students we serve when we're taking on these challenges and trying to make the bus ride to and from school the best we can. You have such an
1: important role and, and I don't, Minimize this in any way, shape or form. You know, the school day starts for a lot of kids on that bus and it ends on that bus. And you know, next to Amazon and UPS, you guys have probably the biggest logistics that you deal with on a day to day basis. Again, there's 420,000 students on Long Island. I would venture to say probably 90% of them are moved on our buses on a daily basis. You know, in addition to the routes and weather and all the kids and the emotions and everything else, how do you balance it all on a day i don't know how many school districts you cover i'm sure you could tell us and, and let us know approximately how many students you move i've always been fascinating with the logistics of routing right and talk to us about how you guys put as a priority obviously your business is all about safety
0: on time safety safety talk to us about that so Bob, a couple of things with our organization. We do, besides the school busing component, we do a, pu- a public transit sector, which is two thirds of Suffolk County's fixed route operations. Basically the towns of Islip and Brookhaven for us. We also run 100% of the uh, power transit system within Suffolk County. So that's a smaller business, but that's a basically with some new schedules that came out, almost, you know, 24 seven operations, very close to. A lot, a lot goes on there, but a, a great part of the business. And then of course the school component, you know, we're running 1600 vehicles daily, about 50,000 50, kids, 50,000 kids on uh, large buses, over 13,000 children, uh, whether it's special needs and, uh, private school on the minivans. Tons of effort goes into this every day. We've, uh servicing 21 school districts in Suffolk County, which is nice. We've got three main locations, Quorum, Ronkonkoma, and Bayshore, and uh, various satellites connecting to those main locations. So the operation is large, but it's set up really nice where we can kind of keep our arms around it within the county we serve. You know, and, and uh, you know, daily... A lot goes on, what districts are looking for, what challenges are going on on the bus, you know, student management behavior. We've got a great safety and training team that's there to support our drivers and driver assistance on the road and off the road. And there's always challenges, you know, whether it's specific or, you know, just um, as simple as home to school. You know, we've got folks in the safety department that can work with drivers one-on-one for the toughest of challenges, which is really good. And that's one of the best parts about our place is it's a big company, but we've got a great team that puts their arms around the business and is able to solve problems with its safety technology, you know, maintenance. We've got the whole facet of departments, but a great team that support the efforts there. And, you know, it really doesn't get any easier whether like you mentioned before about electric buses, that's some aggressive mandates that are coming our way and, uh, It's, you know, it's a it's a daunting task that we see in the industry. You know, we're talking about electric buses. Then of course, we had another challenge in the government where we've got legalized uh, marijuana just takes the application pool, uh, application pool for these folks to a much smaller level. And it's challenging. You know, Monica will talk on some of that with H.R., but, you know, recruitment's tough. You know, we've got a lot of seats to fill and just a lot of challenges out there, especially post-pandemic. We've got um, just a different work environment. Many people moved off the island. You know, of course, the legalization of marijuana. And just the job is tough. You know, we've got a lot of requirements. Even just, you know, passing the CDL road test is not an easy task. And just a lot of certifications and um, classroom training, it's ongoing. It's just never-ending. But a lot a lot of moving parts. It's a hard
1: industry and, and you know, when you think about all those logistics and anything and everything that could happen during the course of the day, you guys do an amazing job overall. I mean, it just always astounded me as a school board member for many years. Uh, especially that first week of school, first week of school is always a killer. You know, it's, I would always call the superintendent and say, uh, are all the buses back in the barn? That was our expression. Yep. Buses are back in the barn. Kids are accounted for. People are happy. Let's see what tomorrow brings. Monica Miranda, director of human resources. We alluded to it. You know, before the pandemic, we were hearing from the industry, you know, There was a projected shortage of drivers. There was a projected shortage of mechanics too was, I remember the major issue trying to find certified mechanics to, you know, maintain the fleet. Uh, but it really, really has gotten bad post pandemic. So first off, talk to us about, let's start off on the positive note. Talk to us about, why a career at Suffolk Transportation, potentially as a driver, is something that you might want to look into. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a second career. Maybe it's something that you might want to enjoy the freedom with a whole busload of kids there. You know, a lot of special people, for special things. I mean, I, I still remember a couple of my bus drivers. They always made my day. If you had a good bus driver, chances are your day was going to start off good. Whether it ended that way or not, you know, happened in between, but, uh, if your bus driver wasn't very good, it wasn't a good way to start the day. So talk to us about the job itself, the benefits, what people could expect from a pay range standpoint and what it takes to become a bus driver. And then we'll talk about some of the other things that Tommy was talking about earlier.
2: Well, Bob, thank you again for having myself um, and Suffolk Transportation being highlighted. Um, yeah. to to your point, why a second career at Suffolk Transportation? Um, I, I got to be honest with you. A lot of our employees make the culture of Suffolk Transportation Service. We pride ourselves on safe professionals that we have employed here. And a lot of those safe professionals, this is their second career. We've had many civil servants, veterans. We've, we've had um, moms who had family, stayed at home, and said, you don't want to get back into the workforce. Uh, they enjoy the flexibility of the schedule. Uh, the benefits are phenomenal with 401K, PTO, Healthcare is very important nowadays, especially after pandemic. Um, and very
1: expensive, too.
2: <laughs> and very expensive, absolutely. Uh, and so, overall, it gives quite a sense of community. You know, it brings people in. Just like you mentioned, you remember your bus driver. I remember my bus driver, Blanca Valdez, I'll, first and last name. I'll never forget her. And, you know, it's it, it brings that sense of community. It brings that sense of pride. It really builds the culture. You know, we we are very fortunate to have been highlighted uh, with best company to work for. We are top 10 best company in safety and training with uh, Newsday and Forbes magazine. So a lot of awards, but it comes highly from the day-to-day operations that our drivers and our driver assistants and our mechanics. uh, You mentioned that the mechanics, there is a shortage there as well. Due to retirement, people relocating and all these other obstacles that have now shaped and mold and changed since the pandemic, these hurdles are, are just those hurdles. It Our company speaks volume when it when you have family members that say, hey, come work for my company. It's a great company to work for uh, you. It's a company that cares about you. You, know, you have dignity. Um, we, we we pride ourselves in the professionalism, safety, we state of the art equipment. They feel safe. They have an area to park. Facility is clean. It's all great things.
1: Well, when we come back from the break, we're going to find out how to go about getting a job, getting that CDL. Because I got to tell you, if you get a CDL license and you have a clean license and you. Pretty fit and good and healthy to go. You know, you could pro- probably make a pretty good buck nowadays. We're going to find out about the process, dispel some of the myths, and talk about where the industry is heading. You listen to the Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. That's your place to suggest a program club or activity that your kids are involved in, and your district may be the next one right here in our Spotlight. ABC. we'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 L.I. News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Bob Vecchio, your host, Spotlight on Long Island Schools, brought to you by the NASA Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959, continuing our conversation with the folks from Suffolk Transportation Services and Suffolk uh, Bus Corporation. For information, if you listen, if you're interested in becoming a driver or working for the Suffolk Transportation family, visit suffolkbus.com and Monica... I, I'm somebody that, you know, I just finished up a career someplace else, or maybe I'm working in retail and I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to drive one of them big old buses and, you know, I'm a pretty good driver and talk us through the process about becoming a certified driver for a large school bus and having the right certification. What is the process and how folks could find out about it?
2: Well, Bob, that's a great question. And we actually take individuals uh, from, from soup to nuts, all the way from the very beginning to behind the wheel. Uh, We host what's called a CDL permit class um, twice a month, sometimes uh, three or four times a month. Um, And in those classes, it's free of charge to the general public. We provide them with materials on what's gonna be on that CDL permit test. We're actually in the midst of working with legislators on finding out if we can proctor the CDL permit exam ourselves. We are also authorized by Department of Motor Vehicle to conduct our own road test on site. And so people have that sense of comfortability from meeting us in the very beginning, learning how to study for their CDL permit test. They are taken to Department of Motor Vehicle to take that test, interviewed, background check, verified employment, got to pass a physical and a drug test, got to do fingerprinting. Uh, there's the entry level driver training course. As Tommy mentioned earlier, there are a few things that have to training and certifications that have to be completed, but we guide everyone through it. We work our way in. And everyone has all the materials and the resources and tools available to them to help them do that successfully.
1: And what is the ballpark range, right? I'm not pinning you down for any specific numbers, but let folks know what the ballpark range of what somebody could earn during the course of the year, being a large school bus driver, because you also have the smaller buses, too, which is a different licensure and everything else. But on average, what can somebody expect to make?
2: That hourly range would be anywhere from 25 to about 3120 an hour depending if you're in a minibus or a large bus. Uh, and then that's going to be another 4% increase come January 2024.
1: That's not a bad way to start. And, again, benefits and paid time off and health care coverage. And, and, you know, again, a system as large as yours is offering the necessary ongoing trainings and, and safety hours that drivers have to put in to stay on top of their own certifications, I'm assuming, right? Because there's ongoing trainings that they're required to have.
2: Absolutely. We do refreshers. We do a summer refresher, winter refresher class for ongoing training. Uh, we do mentoring. Individuals meet up with their mentors just to kind of go over uh, items that they may have forgotten that they don't use on a regular day to day basis. The pre checking and the post tripping of their vehicle, learning their district policies, going over sexual harassment course training. Uh, re- reasonable suspicion training. There's a lot of uh, training that everyone goes through and it helps everyone be well more rounded and successful for their job.
1: We're speaking with the folks from Suffolk Transportation Services and Suffolk School Bus Corp. And Monica Miranda, the director of HR, was just explaining in the process about how to pursue your CDL. If you want more information, visit com if you're interested in becoming a driver. Or there's probably other job openings with a company. You know, there's always HR positions. There's accounting positions. There are mechanic positions. There's probably dispatch, right? Somebody who's behind the scenes making sure everybody's rolling where they need to roll and fielding those complaints when, you know, Johnny got picked up a little bit late. Maybe I, you know, it, it, it happens. Tommy, you know, <laughs> again, God bless you because some of my biggest headaches as a, as a school board member was bus stop locations and the timeliness of the buses at times. You know, it, it's, it's a lot that gets involved. It's very complicated and you know, the logistics of it and you guys are masters at it, but you alluded something earlier during the first segment about the complicating issue now that you guys are experiencing as an industry with the legalization of cannabis. Uh, Talk
0: to us a little bit why that is a problem now. Thanks for bringing that up. So quite the challenge for us. You know, we're um, federally required to have a drug and safety program for our drivers and folks on the road that are safety sensitive. So basically we require folks to be uh, drug and alcohol free, which is um, put together with pre-employment testing, you know, as folks are being onboarded, they have a pre-employment drug and alcohol screen. Also, uh, throughout their unemployment, there's random testing as well. Our organization exceeds the uh, federal requirements on that that avenue. And also, you know, reasonable suspicion testing. You know, that's a challenge, too, in itself. You know, if you're going to a wedding on a Sunday night, you can't party. If you're going to go party or have a great time at a Super Bowl, you're going to lose your job the next day, unfortunately. But, you know, we're a safety organization. We've got to make sure we're abiding by the, the, um, the laws that govern our industry. And, you know, one of the toughest, uh, requirements or, you know, law changes that came our way was legalization of marijuana. And it's just as simple as this. If we had a CDL permit class where we're bringing folks in initially and we're going through what, what's, what's all about to be a driver. And we've got 30 people in the room. Half that room is leaving after we talk about the drug testing. It's just that it's that real, you know, all of us in the industry are struggling to find qualified applicants. And that just significantly reduced when that uh, law change went into effect. And it's scary. You know, we're looking yeah. for the best people out there.
1: It is tough, and you know, and it's the same thing. You know, you you can't drink in excess and show up Monday morning and expect to get behind a wheel. And if all of a sudden, hey, it's your turn for a random test, and you're still testing with alcohol in your system, that's going to be a problem. So whether it's cannabis or alcohol, it's a problem. But cannabis is a little different, right? And it's certainly viewed differently. Uh, and you know, it, it amazes me sometimes going down in the L I E at sixty sixty five miles an hour, and all of a sudden, you get this whiff of. Marijuana. It it amazes me that you could, well, Cheech and Chong movies come into mind, you know, for those of us that are of that age. But, Tommy, you know, uh, in addition to the recruiting, what are some of the myths that you'd want to dispel about driving a school bus and why it, it is a worthwhile career? Dispel some of the myths that might keep somebody
0: away. Well, although, you know, you may see one of these large buses going down some neighborhood roads and you've got, you know, 45, 50 kids on board, elementary level you know, challenging it may seem. However, though, with good training from an organization like ours, gives you the right techniques on how to manage those children. You think it's hard enough at home managing your children, whether it's one or two or three, you know, you've got a busload, but we've got great training to support the efforts on the road, technology on the vehicle, which is digital cameras within the vehicle and outside the vehicle. And that those have been very effective devices. You know, it it gives um you know students accountability, backs up our drivers, which is very important. So when there are situations on board, the camera is the word of the you know, the device of truth. And it's um it's also, you know, situations where parents may say, No, oh, my son would never do that, my daughter would <laughs> never do that. You know, it just helps because it keeps everybody in check and uh, a big benefit with supporting the driver, you know, post incident and a very heavily utilized tool within the station or district offices for sure. And that's like what Monica was talking about, just what New York state requires and what we require ourselves to just go, you know, above raising that bar team does a great job, whether we're observing on the road or at the school platform, just there to support the drivers and our ongoing safety and training programs in the, in the classroom. You know, we're just really there for our employees. And also we try to make the environment professional professionals we can, you know, pave lots, clean equipment, well-maintained equipment, modern equipment, and just supporting our driver, whatever their needs are, whether it's just uh, the bus yard, inside the facilities with adequate bathrooms and adequate safe parking. And we've got a great team within our terminals or dispatch locations that are there to support the driver for whatever they need, just communication with what's going on in the vehicle to the district and It's a lot, you know, there's a lot goes on in that school vehicle, but you got a great team in our organization. And just one plug, too, for um, the school bus driver job, you know, you're only working 180 days, but you're off 185. So just think about that.
1: That's that's not a bad perk either. You know, people say only school teachers do it. Well, no, school bus drivers as well. And, you know, then you could always, you know, supplement something else if you had to. But, you know, I, I wouldn't. I would take those 185 days off. <laughs> we could talk about so many other issues and we will probably have you guys back. Electric buses comes to mind. The school school bus stop arm program is another one in Suffolk County that comes to mind. So we'll probably have you back. But listen, if you want more information on how to go to work for Suffolk Transportation Services, visit. SuffolkBus.com Have a conversation with Monica So she can help get you qualified, certified And in the bus So you only have to work 180 days a year And be off 185 You've (laughs) been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools On 103.9 LI News Radio Out on the web at LINEwsRadio.com Once again, check out that Facebook page Spotlight on Long Island Schools Suggest a program club or activity That your kids are involved in And your school and students May be the next one right here in our spotlight Until next week, take care and be safe Thank you